Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this Thursday, the 26th of October, 2023. A very wet and very cold October 26, 2023. Somebody said we're in the second month of spring here in the Macedon Rangers in New Gisborne, but uh, as I look out my office window today, it is raining, there is uh, no sun, it is all cloud, and it's about five degrees Celsius. So much so that I am standing in my office doing this podcast with my heater on because it is that goddamn cold. So, um, hey, what a great great day to be alive, and especially we choose to live in this sort of area of the of the state. Uh, and it's funny, I was talking to some people on a workshop yesterday who are in Sydney and, and other parts of, the, of Australia, and they were talking about how beautiful it was and how they're sitting there with uh, short sleeve shirts on and very nice balmy weather, and uh, we're sitting down here rugged up like it's the middle of winter. But uh, we digress. So, um, hey, if you're a brand new subscriber, if you're a brand new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And I trust that what we're talking about today in today's episode is going to be a catalyst for you to um, to make some changes to your sales leadership approach and certainly for your sales team to help them become more exceptional at what they do and drive those sustainable results that become exceptional over time. So uh, with that said, let's talk about today's topic and it's all about making sales more predictable. And I'm going to start with a question and that is as a sales leader, if you think about your sales team and certainly the opportunities that are flowing through the organization through your team, how predictable are these sales opportunities that are coming through? And when we talk about this, um, how qualified are they? Now, there's a lot of organizations that um, have some really rigid processes in terms of qualification of opportunities. And a lot of the times, certainly when I'm, I'm working with some sales teams in the top end of town, we talk a lot about how do we qualify customers out versus qualify customers in. And it's almost like this approach that, hey, we have, and you've got to have the belief that you've got the best product and the best service, and that's a given. Uh, but we've got to try and um, make it a little bit harder, and I, I say this respectfully, a little bit harder for customers to do business with us, which means we have to be very uh, strong in terms of the qualification criteria that we have that is going to allow customers to want to do business with us. Now, what's really interesting about this, and often when I talk about these concepts, many people look at me quite strangely thinking, well, hang on, we're here to make sales, so our organization is going to measure us based on activity to drive these sales, to get the numbers, to drive the profitability and all that sort of stuff, which is absolutely fine, but it's the way we go about this that can actually start delivering some results that over time, if we do this well, can become significantly more predictable and significantly more profitable. So at the first at the first outset, think about how qualified are the opportunities that are coming in to your team. Are you and your team laser focused on specific customers and specific opportunities, or do you find yourself uh, throwing mud against the wall, help, hoping that the mud will stick? And I see this happen a lot, where sales teams will go out and they'll have this fantastic product, and sometimes marketing within the organization will come up with an offer. And so they go to the sales teams and say, hey, we've got this offer for the next 90 days. Uh, let's go out and, and penetrate the market with us. 
uh, with it and see what actually happens. Thinking that that marketing ploy and those tactics will actually elicit some positive responses from the marketplace and uh, all, all things will be well. Now, that happens in some cases, but it's not something that we can rely upon to build a highly sustainable and highly profitable business. The other thing to think about is when it comes to the opportunities, are you converting a high percentage of those opportunities? Um, and on the closed opportunities that you are converting, are these highly profitable? Now, one of the things that I find absolutely fascinating and having worked in sales for many, many years and you know the last eight years working pretty much full-time in the sales industry around sales leadership and working with sales teams, um, in working with a lot of sales leaders, what I find fascinating is how unplanned and unprepared the vast majority are when it comes to sales opportunities. Now at its core, and I've, caught, I've talked about this uh, for many, many years, and, and a lot of people look at me really strangely. At its core, what is sales? Well, sales is problem solving, and really in the corporate space, it is strategic problem solving. And our role as sales people is not to flog a product. Our real role as sales people is to identify, is there a problem that exists in the marketplace that currently is not being solved? And can I and can my organization potentially provide a solution to that particular problem? And the process goes through, well, how can I then work with a customer or a potential customer to understand and to articulate a problem that might exist or create an environment where they might say, you know what, actually, I didn't quite look at it that way. But having said that and having looked at it from your perspective or given some information that you've provided, yes, we do actually have a problem then only then can you be in a position to essentially provide a solution, which by the way, through that process, and it sounds really logical and it is, most likely will end up with some sort of business transaction. So when we think about this and when strategic salespeople can understand that their real core responsibility is to understand and articulate a problem, and if they can do this better than a potential customer can in terms of articulating that problem, then what that potential customer will do was give an allocation or an attribution to the to the salesperson or the organization that you must have a solution to that particular problem. Now, as long as that customer and potential customer wants to solve the problem and needs to solve the problem, then if that is the case, then there's a high probability that you'll be in a position to uh, convert a sale. And that, in more cases than not, if as long as we continue to provide great service, will lead to a long-term relationship from that particular customer. So when you understand this, it is essentially at its core problem solving. The vast majority of people though, the vast majority of sales leaders and the vast majority therefore of sales teams do not look at that from a strategic problem solving perspective. Um, Therefore, there's a lot of unplanned approaches that are taking. A lot of, uh, let's just throw mud up against the wall as we've already talked about. So instead of focusing on a specific problem instead of really analyzing a marketplace and identifying, well, does the marketplace have a problem or does this particular organization within the marketplace have a problem? What they tend to do is they are heavily influenced by the product that they sell, the service that they sell, and often by the internal rhetoric that is given to them by the marketing department or the chief sales officer or the chief revenue officer, and they seek to retrofit products into every opportunity. And this is a lot of the times, and particularly in corporate, where this um, this adage that comes in, well, you're just pushing product on to the marketplace. And if I look play, look back in my own career, there were so many examples where we had big partnerships with big organizations. And they were trusted partners, they were trusted advisors. But interestingly, they also wanted to flog 
their product. So what they would often do is they would have campaigns where hardware, for example, would have um, special rates or rebates provided or heavy discounts for certain periods of time. And the sales teams would be actively, and I've got inverted commas, actively encouraged to go and spruik the wares of these particular uh, hardwares and uh, try to retrofit that hardware into a either a perceived need or they try to create a need within the customer. Now, every now and then, we call it lightning in a bottle where the customer just happened to need a new piece of hardware, a new router, or whatever the case might be. But the vast majority of the times, I felt that we were pushing a particular product onto a customer specifically to try and make a target and specifically to help a hardware vendor make their target. And it wasn't necessarily specifically based on did this customer have a, a real need or a real problem that they needed to solve. And so if I look at that across the board, across many different industries, irrespective of the products or the services, well, I see this a lot. We've got sales teams trying to retrofit uh, and the product or the service at every possible opportunity. And the other interesting thing about this is when I look at this and when I ask sales leaders as to, okay, what is your strategic account plan? And when I ask them, what is your strategic opportunity plan? Very often I hear crickets. And why is that? Well, because of the vast majority of the time, there is no plan. And the sales leader is sitting there wondering, in a lot of cases, why the conversion rate is so low. And often the answer is, let's just go and make more calls. Let's go and do more demos. Let's go and quote unquote, flog more products. There is a better way and sales can be predictable and it starts with planning. Now, this may not sound like something really, really sexy, but it's very, very fundamental that over time building in consistency can deliver some exceptional results. And it starts with creating a simple thing like an account plan to develop a deeper understanding of the customer, their challenges, their opportunities, and their customers. And in some cases, their customers' customers. What this does, it enables the team to be very, very specific with the opportunities they're about to pursue, but it also starts to enable them to build stronger relationships with the customers and all the key stakeholders within the customers. Now, I'm not going to do a podcast today on account planning, but there's lots of different elements to that. Um, and part of it is to understand what the formalized decision-making structure sits with the customer and what it looks like, but also starting to think about what is the informal decision-making criteria. Because one of the things that I've, I've found and experienced through some, uh, through some bad experiences is often we'll think we've got some great relationships we think we've done a, when a, done a plan. We think we've got a good account plan, but effectively what we've got is a one-dimensional relationship with one or two key stakeholders. So sitting down and actually planning and developing a much deeper understanding of your customer, your customer's industry and some of the challenges faced by them specifically, but also faced by the industry as a whole can give us a much better, more deeper understanding of that customer. And by the way, place us in a much better position to be able to provide potential solutions to those problems. What it also does, it actually elevates the conversations that we have with that customer because you'll find yourself asking a lot more high quality questions and you'll give the customer a sense of, you know what, I'm here to actually serve you as a customer. I'm here to help you solve problems that may be inhibiting you from really unleashing the potential of your organization. And I'm not here simply to sell you a product or sell you a service. So the account plan is a really, really important thing. The second thing to think about is the opportunity plan. And very, very rarely do sales teams create one. And one of the reasons for this, uh, and this is through, I guess, my own research, but my own thought process around this, is often we are so caught up in, I guess, the self-importance, and I say that respectfully, 
of our own organization and the services we provide. Now, I've said at the outset, and I'll keep saying that irrespective of the product or the service and the company that you represent, you must have a very deep belief that you are offering and will continue to offer value and value for money in the services and the products that you provide. Now, that means it doesn't necessarily have to be the very best product on the marketplace. You don't have to have the fastest widget, but you still do have to have a very firm belief in what you are providing. But it needs to go a step further. It's not just about that, and I've talked about this a lot, that your customers do not want your product and they do not want your service. What they want is a solution to a problem that they have that hopefully you have helped bring to the surface that they need to solve. And so with this, it is imperative that we sit down and we create an opportunity plan because just because we have the best product or the best service, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to be the best solution fit for the customer. So sitting down and creating an opportunity plan is absolutely critical. And by the way, it will actually help <laughs> the whole purpose of this podcast. It'll actually help make sales more predictable. Unfortunately, very rarely do sales teams create one. And especially when it comes to strategic business, when an RFP or an RFQ is released, most organizations jump straight into response mode. And when you think about it, and when I look at things like uh, tender responses and look at the executive summary, a classic, uh, classic indicator of this is when I look at the executive summary, I will count how many times the organization mentions their own name as a factor compared to how many times they mention the customer's name. Now, most of the time, and if you have a look at this, and maybe there's a bit of uh, self, um, self-analysis here, and maybe you can have a look at your own company's uh, executive uh, summaries when it comes to tender responses, just count the number of times you mention your own organization's name as compared to the number of times you mention your customer's name. Just so you know, best practice, you should be mentioning your name about half, if not a third of the time that you mention your company's name. Now, my, my own experience and my own uh, executive summaries, uh, learning from experience here, is we used to have about five times the number of times we would have our company name mentioned versus our customer's name. Not great, and it certainly doesn't create a great impression for the customers. So a well thought out and a very intentional opportunity plan will do a number of things. It will enable the sales teams to identify whether there is an opportunity. And one of the key things around that is we've got to ask some hard questions of ourselves, but also ask questions of the customer to try and understand whether in fact there is a compelling reason for the customer to take action in the first place. I talked before about the fact that sales at its core is problem solving. And one of the key things we've got to find out from the customer is, okay, if we've identified a problem, and if you have identified, yes, there is a problem, there's no point providing a solution unless the customer wants to solve the problem. So there has to be some sort of compelling reason. Now, sometimes that's a financial reason. Sometimes that's a a reason that they need to avoid a loss of some sort, in which case there's probably a high probability they'll take some form of action to remediate. But we've got to ask that question. So is there a compelling reason to take action? The other part of this is, is there a budget for the solution? Too many salespeople neglect to ask the hard questions around budget. They think, well, I've got this fantastic opportunity and they believe they've identified a problem and they think just because we've got the best product and we've identified that problem, the customer will automatically roll over and want to buy that solution. Well, it doesn't work in the real world. And if you've been around in sales a lot, you know this is absolutely 100% correct. There has to be a budget allocated. And if there hasn't been, often business cases have to be created 
that ultimately will get signed off by the board or the senior executives so that they can actually implement this particular solution. All of this has to be in the opportunity plan because ultimately what we need to understand is we've got to make a decision as to whether we will pursue this particular opportunity. And this is where sales becomes a lot more predictable. And this is where the psychology of sales needs to come back into it and say, you know what, okay, we may have the best product, we may have the best service, but we don't give this service just to anybody and we don't certainly flog this product just for every, to anybody. We are looking for customers and for companies who qualify for what we have to offer. So we have to make the customer earn it and that is done through a very, very important account plan first and foremost, but also creating a very highly strategic opportunity plan as well, which is which is what we're always talking about. Now, if we do those two things, and we can go in a lot more detail, which I won't do today, it can make the world of difference to our opportunities, but also our conversion rate. So as we wrap up this particular podcast, what a perfect time than right now to inject more predictability into your sales efforts. And the predictability comes directly from planning. If you can double down on the planning focus, uh, create an environment within your team where they're spending a lot more time focusing on planning, specifically around the opportunity plan, then I guarantee your confidence in the sales forecasting will significantly improve. And you may actually discover that the conversion rate will increase as well. Why? Because you and the sales team will be laser focused on the right opportunity. So at the end of the day, it is all about making sales more predictable. Sales is not an easy game. There is a process to follow, but sales can be very, very predictable. So I trust that message makes sense, and I trust that message hits you just at the right time because there may be an opportunity that you need to double down on and really analyze from the perspective of, well, have we actually identified a problem? Is there a compelling reason? Have we got the right people in place, etc., etc. So I trust that message makes sense. And of course, as we wrap up, if you'd like some help, with uh, your sales team, helping them to become more exceptional at what they do and in the process helping you become an exceptional sales leader, whether that be sales training, sales mentoring, or in fact, if you'd like some coaching 101, love to have an opportunity of speaking with you and how I might be able to help you do just that. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, learn a little bit more about you, your business, what you're looking to achieve over the next three plus months. And we can map out a strategic plan and start the execution strategy ASAP. So very much look forward to that conversation. Thanks once again for plugging into the podcast. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.